Welcome to another episode of the X-Experts Divorce Etc. podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And keep in mind, you can get X-Experts in your inbox by signing up for our newsletter, get the latest news and find out all about our events before anyone else, plus access special discounts and prices. Head to xexperts.com to subscribe. It's Jessica and TH here from the X Experts. We've got a great topic for you today that's going to help you with stress and eating. And we're excited to introduce you to Hillary Irwin of Hillary Irwin Nutrition. Hillary is a registered dietitian, yoga instructor, kale lover, and mom of two. Um, welcome, Hillary. We're so glad you're joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We think this is such an like interesting topic, but can you start off, we're going to be talking today about mindful eating and how it can help reduce stress, which everybody who's getting divorced at any stage is definitely dealing with a lot of stress in their life. What exactly is mindful eating? What does that mean? So mindful eating is like being aware of what you're eating, like really as a basic. Um, so many of us probably go through so many phases where you like walk through the kitchen and grab something or like you eat something, you're not even enjoying it, but you're eating it anyway. So really being mindful is being aware of like every bite that you're taking, being aware of the food choices that you're making, and also just enjoying the food that you're eating. Um, it's, it's really about like self-care and taking time for yourself and, and just being aware of your choices. So how is that related to stress? So often it goes a few different ways, I'd say. So when people are stressed, they're often not eating mindfully. And that can go two ways. It can either mean they stop eating completely because they're so stressed and they just can't eat and that's not healthy. Or they're so stressed that they just make bad choices. And it's like, I don't even care. I'm just going to eat whatever's in front of me. So the stress can definitely affect the way that you eat, but the way that you eat can also affect your stress level. And a lot of studies have shown that when you make better choices, when you're taking good care of yourself, when you're you know, eating good foods and you're exercising, that you're just going to feel better in general. And that is going to help bring down your stress level. Right. I mean, I feel like it's like kind of the common sense that we always hear, right? You just have to take care of yourself. I'm so curious. You said something about um, leading up to this, how there are certain foods that can actually decrease stress. Like I feel like if I'm stressed, I'm going for bread, macaroni and cheese, like mm -hmm. all the typical comfort foods. I kind of have a yes. feeling that's not what you're talking about. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's important to, to talk about that because I think that really does, that's what most people do. Like when you're stressed, you're not necessarily going for, you know, an apple or whole grains, but the choices that you make really do make a difference. So having stable blood sugar can make a difference in your stress levels. So if you're eating things like really simple carbs, like, like in the mac and cheese, like white pasta and white bread or cookies or, you know, all that good stuff, um, it's going to bring your blood sugar up and then drop it right back down. And that like up and down of blood sugar just makes you feel more stressed. doesn't mm -hmm. make you feel good. Whereas if you're choosing good, like whole grain um, breads, like whole grain cereals, fruits, vegetables, um, healthy fats, like all that kind of food that just keeps your blood sugar more stable, that's going to keep your mood more stable as well. 
Um, some other things, like maybe not fun to hear, but it's just reality, is that um, like sugar, alcohol, and caffeine can all like really mimic those feelings of anxiety and make you feel even worse. So while you know when you're stressed, you might want to grab like a glass of wine and a bag of gummy bears, not your best choice if you really want to take care of yourself. So I know it's not um, always the easy path, but if you take some time to really think about what's going to make your body feel better, I promise you like you will just feel better in general. Teach, what do you usually grab when you're stressed out? Well, I have a question which will answer your question. So does that mean that I can never have a chocolate chip cookie? I can't have dessert at dinner like uh, banana bread pudding, um, that kind of thing. Does that mean I have to eliminate those things from my diet in order to have a mindful eating plan? No, you definitely <laughs> don't have to eliminate those things. So it's not about like always just eating salad and like, not having any fun with your food. But that's also when we come back to that mindfulness. So if you're eating that cookie, because I love this cookie, and I'm hungry for this cookie, and I want to enjoy every bite, then go for the cookie. But if you're eating the cookie, because you're mad, and you're annoyed, and you're just like, mm -hmm. I don't care, I'm going to eat this cookie. Don't eat the cookie. Like that's not the time to eat it. So that's what what I mean about being like mindful with your choices, like, have it because it's fine to have a cookie. Like you can have a cookie, but if all you're eating is like dessert and sugary foods and that kind of thing, you're not going to feel good. Your body's not going to function well. And it's really not going to help with any kind of like anxiety or stress. So having a balanced eating plan, and then you can certainly treat yourself once in a while. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So does it someone... help to write stuff down? Yeah, because sometimes that's what I do in order to keep track so I don't get out of control because I could certainly forget the cookie yes. ever existed. And um, so for me, writing stuff down and also putting it away, because I might actually forget that there are even chocolate chip cookies in my house mm -hmm. until I open that freezer drawer and I'm like, oh, bonus cookies. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll have I would white. really enjoy yes. chocolate chip cookies. Yes. So what I would say, keeping a food journal is a really, really helpful tool. And it's not something I would say you need to do all the time. Like the goal here isn't to make you obsessed with what you're eating and have that be a whole other stress that you're adding to yourself. But keeping a journal maybe for like a week or so, just to see what your actual habits are can be mm -hmm. extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. I know when I have clients that come into my office and I ask them, you know, what do you typically eat? Most people give me this like perfect plan that sounds amazing. And I'm like, you don't need to be here because you forget all those little things. Like that's part of that mindlessness. Like you walk through the kitchen and grab like a cookie or grab like leftovers from your kid's plate, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, so if you keep a journal and you literally, I usually say, keep it on your phone. Everyone has their phone with them all the time. Pull up like the notes app. As soon as you put something in your mouth, write it down. Are you writing down like your emotions at the same time that you're trying to keep track of why you're eating something or you're, you just want people to write stuff down so that you later on look at it and you're more conscious of like, oh, these are all the things I ate today. You know, for both reasons, I love when people will add in like their emotions, like what's going on in their journal, because I think that gives you a lot of information and it can help you realize like, oh my gosh, every time I'm stressed, this is what I do. And then you can figure out a different habit to put in its place because you know, whether you're going through a divorce or any other stressful experience, 
the food and the self-care often like fall by the wayside, even though they're so important. And so finding what your, like your triggers are and then putting something else in its place really helps to make a big difference. So, uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say also like with the journal, I find that when you're writing stuff down, it, that also helps to make you more of a conscious eater and like mm -hmm. just more mindful because as soon as you pick something up, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to write that down. And then it makes you think about whether or not it's really worth having. And, and maybe it is, and that's fine, but it makes you more um, mindful with your choices. And it definitely makes you more accountable to what you're eating. And especially if you're working with someone like you, it's also like, oh shit, she's going to see that I ate this. I'm like, do I actually even really yes. want her to know? But I'll be honest with you. Like it seems someone listening might be like, oh my God, that's so much work. Like now I got to fucking start writing down everything that I'm eating, like all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, so what, what do I do if I'm like, okay, this is something I want to start doing journal aside. Yes. What am I doing to like set myself up for success in my own kitchen? What am mm -hmm. I having? What do I need? What do I not need to make it so it's easy enough that I'm actually going to stick with it? Okay. I think that's a great question. Cause I agree. Sometimes adding on that journal is just like another thing that you have to do. So number one thing you can do to start becoming more mindful is drinking more water. Mm. It's really easy to do. Most of us don't drink enough water and the water does a lot of great things for your body. But as far as mindfulness goes, if you make yourself drink a big glass of water before you eat any meal or snack, it gives you a moment to just slow down and think about what you're about to do. So you're like pausing, you're like, okay, drinking water is good for my body. Do I really now want to go eat a bag of chips? Like gives you, you know, just like a moment to be more mindful. So I think that's really helpful. Um, another thing that TH actually had mentioned earlier, it's like this out of sight, out of mind, out of mouth. So <laughs> if there are things that you know are going to trigger you and you're like, oh my gosh, if there are chips in the house, I'm going to eat the entire bag. Don't have that in the house. Or like if you have kids in the house and you want to be able to have things for them, but you don't want them, like maybe find something that they love that doesn't excite you or find things in like smaller packages. Because then if you were to open a bag, you're not going to eat as much because it's an individual size. Um, it's really learning like what your triggers are with food and then making sure that that's not like in the forefront, like put a big bowl of fruit on the counter keep like washed and cut up fruits and vegetables in the fridge in different containers so that when you're hungry and you want to grab something, mm -hmm. it's easy to make a healthy choice because it's already prepared for you. So those food prep programs, like mm. really setting it out, planning your menu for the week, having snacks ready. So like dedicate a Sunday or something to do that or before you go to the grocery store. I think that's a great idea. Like I try to do at least once a week, to come home and it can be like whatever day works in your schedule where you just prep a whole bunch of things. It's like the kitchen gets really messy once, I will cut up a bunch of fresh fruits and vegetables, I will also roast a ton of different things. Mm -hmm. And I like to keep everything in a separate container in the refrigerator so that you have almost like a salad bar set up in your fridge and not everything tastes exactly the same. So you do like a lot of meal prep, maybe like once a week and then you're really set up because you know, when you're going through something stressful and if you're also dealing with kids, you know, and a lot of other things in your life right. to then have to cook like another healthy meal can be just like another stressor you're adding onto your plate. So if you take some time once a week, maybe even get the kids involved in helping you out and get a lot of things prepped, 
it's just going to bring your stress level down just around the whole idea of eating healthy. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real-life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. Are you thinking about dating again after divorce but have no idea where to start? Maybe you need a little self-esteem boost or brush up on your conversation skills. Are you overwhelmed by all the new dating apps and crazy jargon? If the answers are yes, then let relationship expert and dating coach Jennifer Hurwitz be your thinking partner, your cheerleader, and unbiased opinion when you need one. Divorced herself, Jennifer also survived the dreary dating waters, and so can you. It's her job to set you up for success, help you gain the confidence you need to attract the partner you deserve. If you're open to making positive changes and starting on your journey to finding love, book a free clarity call with Jen today on her website, jenniferhervitz.com. And if you mention the ex-experts, you'll receive a special discount. I noticed that Hillary did this really cool thing with her kids because it's one thing if you're alone and then you shop for yourself and it's fine, but the kids want goldfish and the kids can have certain snacks. And then I'm like the cleanup crew. Oh, you've left three goldfish. We shouldn't throw those out. Those should be consumed by me immediately. So Hillary did like a chef's challenge with her kids and gave them all the ingredients and they had a cook off. Mm -hmm. So it's, it was a game which was great. And even, you know, you see all these different online cooking classes and masterclass and everything now. So um, I don't know. I thought that was really great. I want to, I don't know anything about this. Hillary, I missed that somehow. So tell me more about it. So we've done it with like a few different, some of them were not as healthy as others, but I think honestly getting your kids in the kitchen in whatever capacity you can is such an awesome thing. So the first one we did, this was like beginning of quarantine. Everyone was going a little crazy and we did like a black tap milkshake cook-off. I so everyone... did see that on your Instagram. I saw the results of that. Yes. So they, you know, the kids got, you know, I, of course, went to Whole Foods and bought all of the like dye-free organic versions of everything, but it was still ice cream and like junky stuff. But, you know, it was a lot of fun for them and it got them excited to cook. And, and now even my like son, who's almost 12, who like really never spent any time in the kitchen, loves like making potatoes in an air fryer and he has this special kind of eggs that he makes all the time and the kids together I have a daughter as well and they they're like can we make our own lunch and then they'll come in the kitchen and they'll make like eggs and cut up fruit and do like simple things but like they're getting involved and they're like we don't want you in here we want to do it ourselves so I feel like the younger you get them involved it's like fun for them it might be easier for you to get them to try other different foods and it can also take some of that like prep and jobs like off of your shoulders and give it to somebody else. Do you talk to them at all? Obviously your kids eat super healthy because you eat super healthy, but like do you, this whole concept of mindful eating, I mean, I think for us and for people here, you know, listening to the experts, like it's about because they're in a certain phase of their life where, you know, we need to be more mindful of things to be able to reduce the anxiety that we're all going through, adding on, as you said, kids and quarantine and work and just all of the things. But like, is there an age that, do you talk to your kids about the idea of mindful eating or you just kind of lead by example and that's not specifically a conversation? I'm just wondering for people who 
have kids too? Like, is this something to involve them in other than the eating healthy part, the actual conversation of being conscious of what you're eating and that kind of thing? Yes. I think it's so great to start talking to kids about things like that from an early age, just to set up good habits. You know, during this whole time of quarantine, I've done a lot of talks on mindful eating and it's made me even more aware of how my kids, you know, behave at the table. And sometimes they'll eat slowly and engage in conversation. And sometimes they're just like shoving it in because they want to get on to the next thing. So I will tell them like, let's all try, take a bite, put your fork down. Don't pick your fork up until you've actually swallowed what's in your mouth and like, enjoy the food that you're eating. Like I'm okay. Like whether it's dessert or dinner, like, you know, my kids still love to eat a lot of, like, I would love it if they just ate fruits and vegetables all the time, but they do like a lot of like regular kid stuff and junky food. But I'm like, if you're going to have something like that, it's fine, but just enjoy every bite. Like, don't try to just get it over with or, you know, do it really fast so that like no one sees you eating the cookie or, you know, whatever it is, like enjoy every moment of it. And I definitely talk to them about that on a regular basis. That makes it a team effort too. So if I'm trying to be mindful about my eating and they're having a free for all, they're going to mess me up. Yes. So it's all about me. And it starts with me. And so then you have to get everybody else on your team, including your significant other, husband, boyfriend, whoever, so that they don't mess you up. Yeah. So I guess they have to start with you and then kind of, you know. And it works well, too, to ask for them to support you and be like, I need you to help me with this. Because right. then it kind of takes that pressure off of like, oh, you're making me do another thing. Instead, you're like, I, I need you to help me be able to do this better. And I think that works really well. Yeah. So it's not a diet. It's it's a lifestyle choice. It is. You know, honestly, if you make these kind of lifestyle choices of just being more mindful with what you're eating, you know, slowing down with what you're eating, making good, healthy choices, like everything will probably just fall into place. Like it's not about restricting yourself and being on a diet. It's just about making good choices that make you feel good. And I think most people will realize that when you feel good and you feel like just good in your body and then like good mentally, things really come together a lot more easily. Everyone's commenting on the glow of your skin. Yes. You look so happy and bright. And those pants look fabulous. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. We all love that. So Hillary, so your website is, has, you have a great blog. You have like lots of awesome resources on there. So someone who is working with you, like what, what is, what does that look like? What do they expect when they come in and are, you know, learning this and the other techniques that you, um, that you offer. Okay. So typically when I see a client for the first time, we spend like about an hour together and just go over like, why are you here? What are your goals? Um, what's your nutritional history, your medical history? Are there things that, you know, that you crave things that you hate? Do you like to exercise? Like, are you traveling all the time? Are you dining out? Do you like to cook kind of like anything and everything that affects your current eating? And then together we work on a plan that uses the foods that they already enjoy and that they're already eating, but just puts a little healthier twist on them. So not everybody is on the same plan. It's not some like, you know, everyone's on keto or what, you know, whatever like the the craze is. It's just like a good, healthy eating plan that you can sustain because that's, you know, anybody can really like lose weight or make a change for a short period of time. But if you're looking for something long-term, it has to be something that you feel like I can just do this forever. This is a lifestyle. So that's the goal. And then I typically have clients keep a journal and just text me every night, like with their journal, just to keep on track. 
Um, and I'm really nice to people. Like, I don't yell at you about your journal. You know, it's not, I'm like, this is not for punishment. Sure. This is like, oh, no. like, yes. I have to call Hillary now. Yes. I mean, I've had so many clients that don't send me the bad journals. I'm like, I really don't need to see the journals that are like perfect. I need to see like when there's an issue. So, right. you know, it's all like about just being supportive and figuring out like if something went wrong, like why and how can we fix it? Um, I also teach yoga. And so I really am like a huge proponent of meditation. And that makes a big difference with being mindful, just like in every part of your life. Um so I often encourage clients to just start off with even like a five minute meditation every day. If you can start your morning off with that, it really makes such a huge difference. Um, when we were in the middle of all this like homeschooling craziness, I, the days that I would have my kids do like a five minute meditation before we started schooling, they were like different people. It really was amazing. So I find for myself too, it's like, you're just more centered. You can like stay in the present moment and just feel so much more grounded. So that kind of thing is another great tool to add in that that will affect your eating, but it also just affects your entire life. How old are your kids? They are nine and almost 12. So yeah, you're not strapping them down to the seat to meditate no. and like- No, I mean- Sitting on them. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I need to. Like there are days where they'll do it and then other days where like I'm doing it with them and then I open my eyes and they're like laughing at me on the floor or like, you know, like- <laughs> They're on their phone. <laughs> anything, you know, like it's not perfect by any means. Um, but one of the concepts that we learned, like when I went through yoga teacher training, which I think is so great, like especially for moms to hear, is about being perfectly imperfect. That like nobody's perfect. Nobody. Mm -hmm. um, we're human. And like people, things go wrong and we make mistakes and not everything is, you know, in this like little perfect um, package. But you just learn and grow from it. So like if it doesn't work for the kids one day, hopefully the next day it'll work. And you just like keep, you know, getting up and starting again. And that's really all you can ask for. Awesome. So what is your favorite treat? That's like legit treat. Legit treat. Um, I do like a really good cookie. Um, <laughs> I regular do like a cookie. good, like a regular, although like, I even do like a really good vegan cookie, but a really good regular cookie. Uh -huh. And we actually went out to dinner with friends this weekend. It's like the first time big, it was a big deal. Ooh. And, um, for dessert, I got this, it was called like a sweet and salty sundae. Mm -hmm. um, oh my God. I eat like mostly plant-based, like 95% of the time. And then like, if there's a really good dessert, I'll let it go. So it's like ice cream with like chocolate stuff and pretzels and popcorn. You know, it's like everything in it. That does it for me. Um, it's like every once in a while, like you have to let yourself, you know, you only live once. Yeah. You want to enjoy your life. And what yeah. I might always tell my clients is like, part of really being happy is like feeling good and feeling healthy and like, you know, going into your closet and like pulling out your skinny jeans and putting them on and just feeling amazing. And part of being happy is like going out to dinner and having a glass of wine or making cookies with your kids. And like, it's all about a balance. So it's not all or nothing, but it's finding that balance in the middle that really is the most important. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you, Hillary, so much for sharing all of that information with us today. And for anyone listening, if you want to reach out and contact Hillary, you can click the link below or go and find her online at hillaryirwin.com. That's H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-I-R-W-I-N. 
Um, her company is Hillary Irwin Nutrition. And be sure to join us next week for our next X Experts podcast. Follow us on social media at X Experts. And until then, just breathe. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media at X Experts on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get X experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.